Unity of Farmington Hills, a positive path for spiritual living. Thank you for this day, Spirit. Thank you for this day. Thank you for this day, Spirit. Thank you for this day. This healing, this healing, this healing day. This healing, this healing, this healing day. Thank you for my friends, Spirit. Thank you for my friends. Thank you for my friends, Spirit. Thank you for my friends. My wonderful, my wonderful, my wonderful friends. My wonderful, my wonderful, my wonderful friends. Thank you for my health, Spirit. Thank you for my health. Thank you for my health, Spirit. Thank you for my health. My radiant, my radiant, my radiant health. My radiant, my radiant, my radiant health. Thank you for my life, Spirit. Thank you for my life. Thank you for my life, Spirit. Thank you for my life. My glorious, my glorious, my glorious life. My glorious, my glorious, my glorious life. Thank you for my well, Spirit. Thank you for my well. Thank you for my well, Spirit. Thank you for my well. My opulent, my opulent, my opulent well. My opulent, my opulent, my opulent well. Thank you for this day, Spirit. Thank you for this day. Thank you for this day, Spirit. Thank you for this day. This healing, this healing, this healing day. This healing, this healing, this healing day. Thank you for this day. Oh my goodness, I love that. Ooh, my voice is loud. That's good. <laughs> Thank you for my voice, Spirit. <laughs> oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Let's give them another hand for opening us up. You know, when there's a will, there's a way. I mean, when there's a will, God will show the way. And we got an awesome music team, so we're always up to the task. I love it, I love it, I love it. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Unity of Farmington Hills. And everybody online, welcome, welcome, welcome. Those of you who are visiting and those of you who are visiting online. For uh, those of you online who don't know me, I'm Reverend Kelly Kincaid, and it is so good to be here. I'm so excited, in case you can't notice. <laughs> Before we get started. I was hoping Nicholas would be here, but he'll be back, um, I guess, in the late of September. But I want to give a, I want to definitely make an acknowledgement to Lorne for everything that he does for us. <laughs> Lorne, you, you remember the recordings throughout the year and a half? He did that. We... We recorded our pieces, and he brought it together, and he knitted it together so perfectly and so professionally. I wanted him and Nicholas. And Nicholas, um, having the music team, having my back with the music, and both of them, I worked with both of them during that. And I just wanted to give them a special thank you. So can we give them another hand? Because they're still doing. You're still doing above and beyond, and I really appreciate it, okay? I just want you to know that. So I really appreciate it. You're welcome. So, okay, I got that out of the way. And then also, there was going to be a memorial on September 18th for Bob Finnegan. For those of you who know him, he passed away early this year, and there was going to be a memorial for him. And, and Jeannie, his uh, wife, decided to wait till next year, May 20, 
um, first, and it'll be at 12 o'clock. And the reason she wanted to wait is because he wanted a big celebration for his, his you know, homegoing celebration. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to do it next year, May 21st at 12 p.m. And I'll give you more details when we get closer to that. But Jean wanted me to um, acknowledge that and announce that to, for you all. And thank you all for all of your love and support that she's given her. So I wanted to say that too. And then also, today we're going to have a brief fellowship gathering after service uh, outside in the backyard. Everybody's welcome to join us. I promise we won't keep you too long because <laughs> it's been a little warm lately out there. And then tomorrow's Zoom house party has been canceled because of Labor Day. So we'll be back next Monday, but tomorrow's house party will be canceled. And we got some regulars from the house party who are here. Um, so we usually have Dennis and Donna in there, um, Eileen's in there, and then we have Victoria and Tammy are usually in there. I'm in there. Howard shows up sometimes, and then other people pop in and out, which I've been loving that. Our Bible study class that we have on Wednesdays is a Zoom Bible study, and what I love is I take the scriptures that we use on Sundays and we go deeper into it. So just wanted to invite you all to Bible study as well. And then Wednesday evening, at seven, and that Bible study is at 1 p.m. Wednesday evening, we have a Zoom meditation. It's a meditation service that's in the church and online. Nicholas helped me hook that up too. I, I'm telling you, it's so sweet to have people who have... Um, have the talent to help me show the congregation on Zoom and then have me in it as well. It's, it's, it's amazing. So that's at 7 p.m. So you can come out into the church if you want or you can watch it online. Uh, we have some regulars for meditation also. You can raise your hands, those of you who are regulars for meditation as well. Yep. And then our six-week Tai Chi, well, no, no. This uh, week is not going to be the Zoom meditation. I got to rewind. This week we're doing our... Um, World Day of Prayer. The World Day of Prayer is this week, and it will include a meditation, but what we're doing is usually um, every year, uh, Unity Worldwide Ministries has their World Day of Prayer on the 8th and the 9th. Our service is going to be on the 8th. It will be at 6.30, so it'll be from 6.30 p.m. to 8 o'clock. We're going to have music. We're going to have the prayer chaplains participate. And then we're going to also have a brief little service, and then we're going to go into meditation. And the theme, I love the theme, all is well with my soul. Isn't that an awesome theme? Especially for today's time, what's going on in the days right now. So I invite you all. It will be just like Sunday service. We'll be on YouTube, and we will be in person. So if you want to invite folks to join us, feel free to do that. And then the six-week, we're having another six-week Tai Chi class. That's going to start on Thursday. It'll be at 7 o'clock from 7 to 8. So it'll be from September 9th to October 14th. And I really enjoyed that. Eileen was in that class with me. And, um, and Loretta, and thank you, Loretta, for bringing it back to us. And Je Jeff, who's the Tai Chi um, instructor, he's really good. I love doing those martial arts moves. They really help you align with your energy and your chi. I love that. So you're all invited. It's a 30-day, I mean a $30 love offering for this whole six weeks. The next women's group Zoom meeting will be on next Sunday, at, uh, which is the 12th at 2 p.m., we're going to have a guest speaker who is Angela Walsh. She's a holistic health and wellness coach and therapist. She's a bad mamma jamma. She's going to be sharing about pulse 
electromagnetic field therapy and Reiki and other things that she does. And if we have any questions or anything, it'll be, uh, it's going to be a very interesting discussion. I'm looking forward to that. And women, you're all welcome to join. It'll be a Zoom, a Zoom presentation, so you can go to the website and click on it at that time. And then we're going to be resuming our critical conversations, uh, Zoom meetings, next Monday. That will be on the 13th. It's at 7 p.m. from 7 to 8.30 p.m. You know, with everything that's going on in this world, the most powerful shift we can do is how we relate with each other, shifting our consciousness and how we relate with each other. So I love that we've been having these discussions on race consciousness to grow with each other, to be a healing agent in this world, and also to understand both sides of the perspective together. So thank you all, those of you who've been participating and those of you who will participate. It's, it's an amazing experience. After Monday, it will be on the second and fourth Sundays of the month. And I'm just, you know, part of my mission in life is to be a healing agent in every area that I can think of. And to lead this is a powerful way for me to do this. So thank you all for participating with me in this. The next Zoom class entitled The Universe is Calling begins on next Tuesday, which will be September 14th, and it'll be from September 14th to November 2nd. It'll be Tuesdays from 6.30 to 8.45. This is a powerful book on prayer written by Eric Butterworth, and I'm excited to do this eight-week class with those of you who are signing board, uh, up with me. We're going to go deeper into prayer. We're going to de go deeper into God consciousness, interpersonal communication, and spiritual living. So if you haven't signed up yet, you still have time to sign up. You can just email me at seniorminister at unityfh.com, and you can also purchase the book, which is on Amazon, well, smile.amazon.com. You will need the book. The next men's group is coming up September 18th, and you guys are still, you didn't get a chance to do it last month. So this month, they'll be uh, discussing the book Journey of Souls by Michael Newton. Seems like that's a really good book. Women are um, welcome to join the, uh, participate in the discussion. It will be on September 18th, which is in two weeks at 10 a.m. here at the church in the backyard. Um, and then our next Zoom family trivia night, which uh, Eileen has been heading up with these awesome questions, and it will be on September 25th. That'll be um, that next Saturday at 7 p.m., and that's a Zoom, as, that one will be a Zoom. And then we're having our friends and family day. Woohoo! <laughs> On September 26th, invite your friends and, and family to come uh, feel, enjoy, and experience the love <laughs> of our spiritual community. We do have love in here, don't we? Yes? Yes. So invite them to come out. Um, either they can show up in person or online. And when, if they show up online, sh um, mention to them to let us know they're there so we can um, acknowledge them and, and welcome them if they're online. If they're in here, we always acknowledge and welcome. So September 26th, that's my girlfriend's birthday, so I can't forget it. And I think I'm going to invite her, too. She wants me to come uh, putt-putt golfing with her, so I'm going to invite her to come worship with us. <laughs> and then we have uh, still volunteers are needed for the youth ministry, the tech team, uh, community outreach, and for platform assistance, and also uh, transportation assistance. To sign up for, uh, to be a volunteer, you can go to unityfh.com and click on the volunteer icon there. To sign up to, to, for transportation assistance, 
please email me at seniorminister at unityfh.com so I can give you the address of those who need, uh, who need to be picked up. Because there's a couple people. I'm so glad to see there are people in our spiritual community who are picking each other up, and that's so awesome. That's love. That's, that's family love, and I'm loving that. So for more information regarding our activities, our classes, our group e meetings, events, or to access our Veterans Outreach page and our Network Community page, go to unityfh.com. If you want to sign up for our email blast, because um, Matthew sends out emails for all of our events, especially on the Friday email you get, scroll down, all the announcements are on there. Um, if you want to sign up from that, when you get to the home page, go to the bottom of the page and you can fill out that uh, form down there. And if you want to be a member, you can also do that online. Go to About Us and it'll open up the membership page and you can either renew your membership for this year or become a new member. I know I got a, a lot of announcements, but we got a lot going on. If you want to schedule an appointment to talk to me or for prayer, feel free to call me or email me. You can email me at seniorminister at unityfh.com or call me at 248-737-9191. Uh, my office hours are Tuesdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. and Wednesdays from 5 p.m. Uh, I keep saying it wrong, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. But you can, I will, I will talk to you outside of office hours too. And then the last thing, you can also put your prayer requests in the prayer request box outside of the sanctuary or email our prayer chaplains at, at prayerchaplains at unityfh.com. Eileen, Bear, Eileen Lindberg and Roxanne Berry are our prayer chaplains. Right now, Roxanne is at home holding the service in sacred space. And eventually, they will both be available to pray with us, pray with you after service. So I want to thank you all. Eileen, raise your hand so we can. Uh, I want to thank you all for your <laughs> sacred service to our spiritual community. And I'm going to be taking the prayer chaplain trainer workshop so that I can train more work. Uh, more prayer chaplains if you're interested. So just let me know if you're interested. Well, this concludes our announcements for today. I bet you, I bet you guys are saying, whoo, thank God. <laughs> and now as we listen to the music team, or if you want to sing, you can because you have your mask on, sing with the music team, surely the presence, feel free to do so. But let your hearts and your minds quiet down so that we can hear the daily word and go into our opening meditation. Since we just have a guitar today, we're going to have a, it's a little, little peppier version of this song. So it's, stay with us if you can. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel God's mighty power and God's grace. I can hear the brush of angels' wings. I see glory on each face. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this Daily word for today. 
Sunday, September 5th, 2021, is balance. And if you'd like to close your eyes to hear it, you can, or you can read it on the screen. The affirmation reads, with God, I live a life of balance. I'm going to say that one more time. With God, I live a life of balance. And the message reads, work can be a fulfilling use of my talents and efforts. I may enjoy the challenge, the challenge of growing in responsibility and using my ambition to accomplish great things. But if I work too much or for too long, my energy might start to wane and my thinking become dull and uninspired. Likewise, too much leisure time may rob me of motivation and pull me into a spiral of inactivity. Spiritual practices bring precious balance into my life. Through prayer, I touch eternity and feel the presence of God within. Through meditation, I focus my mind and feel calm and grounded. Through speaking affirmations, I claim divine ideas and act on inspiration. In gratitude, I find balance in God, the one presence and one power in my life. And today's scripture comes from Job chapter 31, verse 6, and it reads, Let me be weighed in a justice, let me be weighed in a just balance, and let God know my integrity. Let's close our eyes and take a deep breath, please. And just allow your consciousness, your focus to float right down into the center of your chest. And take another deep breath. And take another deep, deep breath, breathing in the presence of love. And as you exhale, affirm, I release and let go. And know that in this space, that right within your heart center is the presence of God within you. And in this sanctuary and in this service is the presence of God in the world, in the universe. We tune into that presence, release the hustle and bustle of the morning and the day. And for this sacred now moment, Just sit in silence just for a little bit. Let your body relax. Let your mind become quiet. Let your heart feel the harmony of love. And know that in this now moment, God is with us and all is well. Thank you, God, for that knowing. Amen. And now let us gently... Open our eyes. Ah, 
Now let us affirm our statement of being together. God is all, both invisible and visible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. And now let us also affirm our growth affirmation together, knowing in your heart and visualizing it manifesting in, as, what, as we say it together. We give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls, sanctuary, and classrooms with seekers of unity truth, fills our hearts with love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. And now we're going to have our first special song, and I'll be back with our message. Well, good morning. This is a song, uh, actually, our, both of our specials are by the same group. So it's a group called New World Sun. So uh, they're wonderful if you want to check them out at your leisure. Uh, this first song is really about God and talking with God, connecting with God, uh, more so asking for the guidance that uh, can be provided for you and then letting go and receiving that. So it's a good message. Light of the world, hope for all men, you never let me down. I can't believe you call me your friend, it's turned my whole life around. But still it's hard to let go of the wheel, no one ever showed me how. This time you can take the lead And I won't try to pull you by the sleeves Because every time I think that I know better I lose my way So God, what you want to do today? You are the King of heaven and earth of creation bows I give you my heart for all that it's worth I'm at your service now but I always want to guess just what you need trying to honor my vow maybe this time you can take the lead and I won't try to sleep because every time I think that I know better I lose my way so God what you want to do today maybe we will spend the hours just being still and know when you are God you are God
drummer and a guitar and the music team voices are awesome I love that I like that song a lot I, I agree Lauren there's a powerful message in that song yes. <clears throat> you're welcome welcome all righty so you know has, does anybody have a Fitbit yes no there my husband has a Fitbit um and I was uh reading this little th uh thing about this um three third grader who had a Fitbit and he was running around playing on the in the playground and his teacher said oh is that your Fitbit who, who gave you a Fitbit he said no it's my mommy's she gives it to me to come to school and when I get home she lets my daddy see it <laughs> so, so <laughs> I think that's the wrong way to get your steps in <laughs> At least it's, the, it's good for the kid, but not for you. Oh, that is funny. I thought that was so cute, the idea of, you know, my mom and dad used to compete. Ever, anybody remember Atari? That my, back in the day, we had Atari. And uh, my father and my mother used to compete with space invaders. <laughs> so my dad slept nights. So during the day when everybody was at school, and even my mom was in class, he'd be up beating my mom's score, and he'd leave it on the... He would leave it on the uh, TV screen. And then when we'd come in, and it was in the living room. So we'd come in, and, you know, I'd, we would hear, dog, like what? Your daddy beat my score. And she wouldn't be making dinner. She'd be sitting there, but, you know, playing and beat his score. And then she'd leave it. And then sometimes we ate dinner at 8 o'clock because she would spend all that time <laughs> trying to beat his score. It was so funny. But that's what that made me think about with the, um, t the um, Fitbit because I'm sure there was competition there, so. There can be some healthy competition in family, I'm just saying. <laughs> but we enjoyed that. So I thought that was cute to open up as a joke today. So this, this uh, last several weeks, we have been diving into the Sermon on the Mount, which is the most powerful sermon, I feel, the most powerful sermon ever preached by the most powerful preacher that ever was created, and that's Jesus. And so we talked about the Beatitudes, and we went into each one of the Beatitudes the last eight weeks. And I want to go into a little bit further into the Sermon on the Mount. And the Sermon on the Mount is so powerful, and it's interesting because it sums up Jesus' ministry, and it takes up three chapters. So it's in Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. Now, we went through the beginning of it already which was the Beatitudes. And the powerful part of the Beatitudes is that it's not teaching us what to do. It's teaching us what to be. So it's different than the Ten Commandments, which tell you what to do. This is telling you who to, what to be and a state of consciousness to be into before you can even try to be the expression of Jesus' ministry. And the beautiful thing that I love about Jesus is that Jesus never directed us to worship him. Jesus led us to God. Jesus was like an arrow that you follow 
to go into a deeper relationship, understanding, and awareness of the God in you, not the God necessarily in the world. Because when you become more aware of and more intimately connected to, well, we're already connected, intimately, how do I want to say this? When you move into a deeper, up-close relationship with God, everything you do in the world is a reflection of that. Everything you do in the world is a reflection of that. And in the beginning of the Beatitudes, it says that if you are poor in spirit, which means you empty yourself out to the point where you know you need God. You need God for every area of your life. You need God. You cannot do this on your own. And it says that uh, God, blessed are those who are poor in spirit for those is the kingdom of heaven. Opens you up to the awareness that as you need God, you receive God. And you have to accept it. But then the last beatitude says the same thing. Because as you walk in through every one of those beatitudes, which were all interconnected with each other, in the last beatitude that says that though, uh, blessed are those who are persecuted for doing right, it is true that when you walk in the alignment with God, you walk in right relationship in every area of your life, you walk in right relationship in alignment with God, you will have people who will persecute you in the outside world. But that's only a reflection of what's going on in your inside world, inside of your mind. And the beautiful part is you always have access, access to God. So the first beatitude and the last beatitude say the same thing. You are blessed because yours is the kingdom of heaven, which means God is your beginning and God is your ending all the time. In every situation, let your beginning be God, let your ending be God. Let the beginning of your day, the beginning of your life is God, and the ending of your life is going back to a relationship of the Spirit of God without the earth suit. So, if that's true, and you move into that awareness of God, and now Jesus has prepared us to live the ministry that he came to show us, the next thing he moves into is telling us, how to take that even further. So the title of my talk today is The Salt of the Earth and the Light of the World. And this comes from the next part of after we get prepared through the Beatitudes, Jesus goes into how to be this. This is in Matthew chapter 5. I'm going to read the verse 13 through 16, and we're going to go into how it is that we be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. This is called teaching about salt and light. You are the salt of the earth. But what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lamp. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. And I say, why would you put it under a basket? What it'll do is burn up the basket. <laughs> you end up seeing it anyway. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. And let me just quiet myself down real quickly because I'm feeling a rush of God right now and it's overwhelming me. So, Lord, thank you for letting me feel you, uh, opening me up to feel you more deeply. I let the human re decrease 
and let spirit increase. Slow it down a little. <laughs> Slow it down a little. Thank you. Amen. So as we go into this, when you think about what salt does, and then when you think about how salt was used back in the day, which is still used the same way now, salt was used for three different reasons, maybe several after that. But for one, salt was a very powerful commodity. It was a very valuable commodity. It came from the, um, the Dead Sea um, is where they got it from. And, and on the Dead Sea was different types of salt that came up on the shore. And so they would use it. As a matter of fact, it was so valuable that they used it to pay Roman soldiers instead of money. That's how powerful it was. And the Roman soldiers would take it and go sell it for money. They'd sell it for more than it was worth for money. So it was used to, as a way of um, bartering. It was used to, as a way of um, compensation. But when you think about it here, there's several ways that ministers talk about how salt is used. Seasoning being a Christian that goes out and seasons the world, as a preservative, going out and preserving the word in, as a Christian in the world. And then number two, going out and, uh, I'll go in, I mean, number three, I'll go into that one in a second. But in the, back in Jesus' day, it was used as a seasoning, but it was also used as a preservative to pack in meat, to keep the meat preserved, because of course they didn't have refrigerators back then. So they would pack their meat with salt and use it to preserve the meat so that they can eat it later. And then it was also used back in the day as a disinfectant. So when they would go out to, in the backyard of their, their uh, home, there was a pile of dirt there where they would do their do, and they'd cover up that pile of dirt with salt and use it as a disinfectant. And Jesus is saying that we are to be the, the salt of the earth where we season the earth with the experience of God, where we preserve God's experience, and where we disinfect. And I was like, well, how? When I thought about this. Because, you know, God's, God uses Jesus' words to go deeper. Jesus teaches through precepts, parables, uh, miracles, and example. And here is a parable that Jesus is using salt, and he's using salt in this and light in this because he knows that they used salt back in the day. But you got to go deeper into this to understand this. It's deeper than you coming out and being an expression of God. You cannot be an expression of God unless your mind is in alignment with God. So salt here, when I, when I was asking God, what is this really connected to? And I looked into the metaphysical meaning of salt of the earth, Charles Fillmore, in his book, The Revealing Word, says that salt is the thoughts in man that understand love and obey truth and Jesus' teachings the way he demonstrated it. And then when I look deeper into that, the best way, every time I wonder, wonder what Jesus' teachings were, I go to the greatest two commandments. Love God with all your heart, your mind, and your soul. And as I looked at that, love, salt, represents love because when you move into a certain situation and you come into that situation with a heart of love you bring out the heart in every other people uh, every other person there salt seasons and brings out the flavor of your food 
But love seasons and brings out the flavor in the room. It seasons and brings out the essence of who you are. So if I meet you with love, which I've done before, I remember um, when I was in business management, and I had this one min- uh, minister, had this one um, customer come in. She had the let me use some words that are loving. She had the most unloving behavior when she came in there, you know? And she was I throwing stuff, in, and, and, and I kept being loving towards her. No, we can do this. And she would try to throw something else at me, and I was still loving and friendly and smiling at her. And I think it blew her away and also blew my manager away because my manager said she would have cussed the lady out and made the lady leave. But I was still friendly, even to the end. I said, you know what? I hope you have a really beautiful day. It was a joy. It was a joy to serve you today. And she made this face and left out. But then the next week, she came back in, and she apologized. She said, before, before we do anything, I just want to apologize. And she told me she was in a really funky mood that day. She had had a bad day at work, and she was taking it out on me. And she realized that that was not, when she saw that I was still loving, she realized that that was wrong. So she apologized. And then after that, every time we had a sale, she was in there. She knew, I knew her, and then the kicker was I knew her by name and said, hey, good to see you. I don't even remember her name now because that was years ago. But I, I, I smiled and said, it's so good to see you. Did you enjoy your, and the jacket she had bought, she bought herself a jacket and her, her sister a jacket. And I asked her, did your sister enjoy her jacket too? And she was shocked that I remembered that. But it blew her away. The salt in me seasoned the salt in her. The love in me seasoned and brought out the love in her. The Christ in me brought out the Christ in her to be a, the Christ to have Christ be expressed in the situation. We are here to be experiences of love no matter what's going on. There will be circumstances where there will be people around you and you're not liking their behavior very much. You may not like the person very much, but we are still meant to love the person. And how do you love the person anyway, even when they're acting that way? You still respect them for who they are, a child of God. Nothing that we do can change who we are. And that is made in God's image and likeness. And so I look the person in the eyes because the eyes are the windows of the soul. And I send light and love to that person while I'm talking to them. I send light and love during meditation when we do meditation because I know that as I touch and agree with your hearts that you are pure expressions of God's love, that the Christ in me is speaking to the Christ in you and it will bring forth the Christ in the situation. So we're here to season the earth with our expression of love. And what it does is it preserves the expression of God in the world. It preserves it. It keeps it alive. It keeps the expression of it alive. You know when you don't use your muscles, they atrophy, right? Well, the heart is a powerful muscle. And it's not just the physical heart in your body. It's the, the heart represents your subconscious and your conscious world, your conscious mind and your subconscious mind. And when you align your conscious mind and your subconscious mind with the consciousness of God, your intellect is lined up with the awareness of who you are. You can't help but be that expression in this world. And this is the beautiful part that happens. Every part of your life that's in your history that is not connected to the expression of love, it gets purified as you move and move. purify your thoughts by living and loving in the expression of love. And some people say unconditional love. I don't use unconditional love. I use total acceptance love. 
total acceptance love. So we are here as the salt of the earth to, to season the earth through our loving expression and being the loving expression wherever you go. And then we are also here to preserve it by staying rooted in love no matter what's going on in the world. And the other part of salt, I said, is a disinfectant. Love is a purifier. I love what Emmett Fox says, that there is no difficulty that enough love cannot conquer. No disease, or I say dis-ease, that enough love will not heal. No door that enough love will not open. No gulf that enough love will not bridge. No wall that enough love will not throw down. No sin that enough love will not redeem. Think about what's going on in the world today. Think about how we're having all these controversies, controversies and people pitting against each other in the uh, election, in, in the politics, in the COVID situation, and in other situations in this world. Look at how people are pitting against each other. Pitting against each other. Do you know if you stay rooted in the consciousness of love, do you know that if there's only 5% of the total population that is rooted in love, that it will purify the hearts of others? Did you know that? 5%. You can have a minority that's rooted in love. I've seen, I've seen um, uh, testimonies and stories. There's this guy, James Twyman. I think that's how you pronounce his name. He called himself the, the a love troubadour. And he goes around playing his, his um, I can't really remember if it's a guitar or what, but he sings love songs. And there he led a, a, a love, they, it was a sit-in where you sit in the presence of love. And I think it was in Washington, and I want to look that up, but there was a sit-in in Washington. And during that time that they were sitting in a space of love, crime decreased there. Crime decreased there. And Lynn, uh, Lynn Hawthorne, uh, what is your last name, Lynn? She's here in our church. She sent me another study where the same thing happened, where people sat in the presence of love as a community, and crime decreased. You can purify the presence of love when you stay rooted you can, I mean, the presence of anything unloving, any illness, when you stay rooted in love. And there's testimony after testimony after testimony after testimony. That is the salt in you. It's a purifier and a disinfectant. So now let's go into the light. Where Jesus says, in Matthew 5, 14, Jesus says, you are the light of the world. And he says, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. He says, no one lights a lamp, then puts it under a, a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. The house represents your consciousness. Earth, let me go back a little bit. Earth in the salt part, earth represents the body temple. And so as you move into a frequency of love, it raises the vibration of your body temple, and you walk out as a vibration of love. That's how you can season, pr uh, preserve, and purify the environment you're in. Light illumines the consciousness. The world represents your consciousness. 
and the house is the, the, the person's consciousness. So your own individual personality, the consciousness inside of you. And when you move into an understanding of truth, Charles Fillmore says, you've illumined, you move into illuminating your mind. You ever had a moment where you were so confused and then you got it? And when you got it, you were like, oh my gosh, what do you call that? An aha moment, right? It's like the light came on. And, and you know the cartoons, they show the little light bulb on the top of the head. That's truly what God, Jesus is talking about. And the interesting thing is in John chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus is saying that he is the light of the world. He says, it says, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. A deep understanding of who you are. You are life. Remember, life is one of our 12 powers. It represents Judas. It's one of the 12 faculties in your mind. It's your life source that keeps you going. And when it's aligned with the power of understanding, when it's aligned with the power of wisdom, wisdom is walking in the truth that you know. Which unity principle is that? Anybody? The fifth one. That's right. Number five. It is not enough to know the truth. You must live the truth that you know. When you take what you know in truth and understanding and what Jesus has taught and live it in your life, you become the expression of it. The other thing I love that Jesus, that the Bible says in John, it says that the word became human. The word became flesh. When you move to a point where your truth, the truth of God, is a living expression inside of you, what happens is you will not only just light up the world. That truth will begin, begin to guide you. And as it guides you, that truth will be, you can't help but demonstrate it in this world. You can't help but demonstrate it in the world. And it says to go out. Let me read that part. In Matthew it says, in this same way, this is 16, in the same way let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Your light, your sought, is not meant to be like we celebrate and we can understand and all this in here and we get praise, hallelujah, and we got it in here. And then we go out and forget it when you walk past the door. We're meant to be an expression of it. What you connect to in here, we're meant to be the expression of it in the world. As you illumine through your knowing, through your truth, you're meant to be the example of it just like Jesus is for you. How many of you know that Jesus is your example? that Jesus is your way shower. Is it just me or is it everybody? In unity, we believe that Jesus shows us the way. Are you ready to be that expression of the word? Not just understand it. It's deep when you understand it, yes. It moves you to the level, next level when you understand it. But Jesus became flesh, a fleshly expression of the word that all who came in contact with him felt his love and felt his truth. Do people know you as an expression of love? And do people know God's truth when you open your mouth to speak? You don't have to do anything but be that presence. Be the presence of light. Be the presence of love. 
that no matter what, and if you don't know what to say, that's why it's perfect to be slow to speak and quick to listen. Because I promise you, when you root yourself in the love of God, it will open up in your consciousness the awareness of God. It'll open up in your consciousness the oneness with God. It'll open up in your consciousness the, the experience of God. It will open up in your consciousness the desire to go out and be the expression of God. It will open up your, in your consciousness the awareness that whoever you're talking to, when at whatever they are saying, you will either touch and agree with them and move them to the higher expression, or you will help them see themselves through the eyes of God and move them to the higher expression that way. But you got to be able to do it for yourself first. So that light that's on a stand in the home represents you and how you are in your own home. How are you at home? Are you a celebration out in the world that everybody praises and then you go home and they don't see that at home? If you are, it's a representation of how you are to everybody else that is opposite to, than who you are to yourself. Do you overdo for everybody else and underdo for yourself? Do you spend all of your attention, all of your time, making sure everybody else is okay at your own expense? When you are the salt and the light of the world, you have that relationship with God that roots you first, that roots you deeply in love and understanding. Now, let me tell you what they represent. The disciples they represent are John, which is love, and James, which is wisdom. And they were brothers, and they were called sons of thunder for a reason. When you're rooted in love and your understanding is in love, it shakes your world. And you go out as a silent, quiet storm in the world. I am the light of the world. Together, I am the light of the world. I go out and preserve the world with love. Together, I go out and preserve the world with love. Are you willing to step into that more deeply with me? Will you be the presence of love so deeply that when, when you walk into the room, people feel that love? Yes? Are you willing to be so rooted in the, uh, the understanding of truth that you light up, that people wonder what your glow is, that wherever you go, the darkness that is around you is lit up? Yes? I think that's it then. Amen. Thank you. We're going to have our music team come up again. <laughs> Woo. So this is off the same album as the Today song, and it's called Learning to Be the Light. And it's exactly what she was talking it's about, and it's about learning to align with God and be a light to the world. A brand new life. 
Savior, what you did for me. You gave me something I won't ever want to see. When we struggle and it all goes wrong, only you can make it right. So I say, always lines up with the message. We're going to do our uh, love offering blessing, and then afterwards we're going to have a special treat. So let's go ahead and take, uh, think in mind what you feel led to give to Unity of Farmington Hills today, and gently close your eyes and take a deep breath. And now let us open our eyes and affirm our love offering blessing together. Divine love, through me, blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. Amen. 
And now, uh, where if you want to give, uh, we're, we're, we're still recommending that you give online. So you can go to unityfarmingtonhills.com and go ahead and hit that donate button. And you can uh, make your donate but donate through PayPal, credit card, or debit card. When you make your purchases, use smile.amazon.com. They send proceeds to, from your purchases to Unity of Farmington Hills. If you're sending in a check, send it to Unity of Farmington Hills, 32500 West 13 Mile Road, 48334. <laughs> I love doing that. And then also, we have an angel fund that is created for anyone at Unity of Farmington Hills who is in financial stress. So if you want to donate to that angel fund, which we've been having people donate, thank you so much for that. Um, you can go to unityfh.com, and when you click on the donate button, scroll down to angel fund and donate that way, or send in your checks to Unity of Farmington Hills in that same address. And if you have a donation that you want to give today, there will be someone waiting outside to receive your donations as you leave the sanctuary. But I'm, I'm excited, I'm excited, because for, uh, for World Day of Prayer, the children's group, the children's church, has written a prayer that they're not going to be able to be here on Wednesday to do it with us. So I wanted, them to, I wanted to read the prayer for you all. So can I have Caden and Kennedy come up here, and you can just come on to the side which, with Miss Sharon. You can come with Miss Sharon, and, uh, and I'll read it. Uh, did I say I said it right, Caden and Kennedy. Dylan helped, too, but he wasn't feeling well, so he's staying home. So we'll have you guys come up right there on the platform so they can see you, your little ones. So we want to put you up so we can. These are our lights and our thought. <laughs> Children are walking balls of love, and they are powerful exp expressions of wisdom when you really pay attention to them. Don't you agree? So thank you for creating this prayer. I'm going to read this prayer. It's a, we're going to, uh, this is for World Day of Prayer. It says, Prayer for Safety and World Peace. God, we, we pray for others, good health, long life, and for love and tolerance of all others. We pray for our teachers so they may share the knowledge to help us grow and become a, an informed and educated person. We are thankful for our leaders that protect us and make good choices for us and promote world peace. We thank you, God, for making the weak stronger and giving food to the hungry. We thank you, God, for watching over myself and my family and bless us with long life and health. And so it is. Amen. Let's give them a hand. I'm going to keep this. Can I keep this, Caden? Can I keep this for me? Okay, good. I'm going to keep this copy for me. So let's give them a hand again. Kennedy and Caden. And Kennedy is Reverend Bonnie's. A granddaughter. Her mom's up there, too. So we welcome Kennedy. Yes. <laughs> she's acting shy, but she's not really shy. Thank you. Thank you both so much for participating in creating a prayer. And I know you weren't there, Kennedy, when they wrote it, but you were there in spirit because you're part of the children's church. So thank you both. It was very, it was very beautiful. Let's give them another hand as they leave. And come on down. <laughs> she wants to stay up there. <laughs> All right, so now let us all stand up so we can do our virtual prayer circle. And think about those who you'd like prayer for. We're just going to gently close your eyes and take a deep breath. Think about that person who you are praying with, even if it's yourself, and call their names out into this virtual prayer circle. Imagine us in a circle. James Coles, Crystal Coles, Dana, Ashley. Just call the names out. 
And God, as you hear the names being called out, whether aloud or silently, we affirm and acknowledge right now that your power and your presence is actively working in every single life to bring forth their highest and greatest good. And we're grateful for that. You know what they need, you know when they need it, and you know the perfect way to provide it. We put everyone on your table and we put unity of Farm we surrender unity of Farmington Hills to you as well. Thank you for your divine gift of love that is equalizing, that is healing, and that is preserving your truth in our world right now. In the mighty name and nature of that indwelling Christ, we pray. Thank you, God. Amen. Let me take this and put this this way. And let's now affirm our prayer for protection together. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God holds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is, and all is well. And now we're going to sing our peace song. Praise God, there's peace on earth. I know it begins with me. Praise God, there's peace on earth. The peace that was meant to be with God as outside for our fellowship gathering. Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings, but still want to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page at www.unityfh.com donate.